Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Top Stories, I'm Andy Zaltzman. Now, we all get wrapped up in our own lives now and again, but in August 2010, Bashar al-Assad finally went crazy enough for the international community to start taking notice, and that is a disappointingly high bar. Here I am with John Oliver and the Top Story from issue 165 of The Bugle. Top Story this week, question mark! Well, Andy, if you live in America... It's hard to imagine that anything has happened in the world this week other than the Republican presidential candidates going to Iowa, stroking cows, clapping in time awkwardly while Mike Huckabee shreds out some licks on his bass guitar and being forced to eat deep-fried butter on a stick. They did that, Andy. (laughs) The Iowans did that. In their ongoing pursuit to lower the culinary bar for humanity, they invented (laughs) deep-fried butter on a stick. That tightening in your chest right now might well be the beginnings of you experiencing a sympathy heart attack. <laughs> with, with the advent of molecular gastronomy, with the pioneering chefs of El Bui in Spain and Heston Blumenthal's fat duck in England, clearly the good people of Iowa State Fair have said, well, when everyone else yings, let us yang. <laughs> let us take food back to its elemental source, something that isn't so much cuisine as it is a suicide attempt. <laughs> it is, at the very least, tangible self-harm. But you know what? Credit to Iowa, Andy, because I think they may have finished what you can possibly fry now. <laughs> when you are frying butter on a stick, let's not forget the stick, I just don't know if you have any more digestive mountains left to climb. <laughs> have you tried this, John? No, I haven't. It's really unbelievable. They basically literally put a stick of butter on a stick, (laughs) wrap it in some kind of cinnamon batter, plunge it into fat, take it out, and then hand it to a child. (laughs) And then, then, I imagine, look away from the... (laughs) How much Medicare costs in America. (laughs) This is just like a very slow-acting bullet, essentially. (laughs) But incredibly, things have been happening that aren't a depressing dance of candidates pandering to their electorate 15 months away from the election that they wish to stand in. So, top story this week, Syria! And there have been some important developments in Syria over the last week. First, it seems the President Assad has turned up his batshit behaviour to MADCON 1 on the crazy scale. Uh, The Syrian army has been battering cities across the nation with particular attention paid to the city of Hamar. And that attention isn't making them feel special as much as it's making them feel f***ing terrified. (laughs) 
And the second and arguably more important development in terms of the future of Syria is that it seems the international community and Arab neighbours are going to stop putting on a pair of pirates' eye patches and turning two blind eyes to the horrors going on there. It does seem at last that the international community has sprung into action on Syria like a coiled courgette. Blasting out of its starting blocks like a pensioner suffering a major stroke at the start of a 100-metre race. Charging out of the traps like a freshly dismembered greyhound after a rabbit. And shooting up the trouser leg of condemnation like a comatose ferret after an overdose of Mogadon. We are taking a stand, John, against Bashir al-Assad, an honours graduate from the University of Despotic Cattery. He's been <laughs> clinging onto power like a drowning glutton clinging onto the Titanic's meat larder. But now... Just five very short months after the uprising started, and after previously only having gone as far as to criticise Assad for being a little over-enthusiastic, the governments of America, Britain, France, Germany and Canada have called for him to go. Even Switzerland, John, has whoa. taken action. Whoa. Switzerland whoa, 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 whoa. has recalled its ambassador and condemned the violence. Come wow. on, Assad! The f***ing Swiss are prepared to get off their neutrally coloured backsides and call you out. They think you're worse than Hitler! <laughs> Wake up and smell the coffee machine before it smashes you in the face. <laughs> it's true. Saudi Arabia's King Abdullah himself urged Damascus to stop the killing machine and the bloodshed before it's too late. And in terms of traditionally muted Saudi-Syrian relations, that isn't so much a slap to the face as it is a slap to the balls. <laughs> Kuwait? told Syria that the military op option must be halted, and Bahrain called for a resort to reason. Even British Foreign Secretary William Hague said, we must not watch in silence while hundreds are killed and thousands more detained and tortured, before saying, seriously, we should at least turn up the volume on the TV or something. <laughs> Maybe turn on some loud music. I just don't want to sit here in silence anymore. The screaming makes me almost feel guilty about not doing anything. I can't do nothing in silence anymore. Although I think I could still do nothing to loud Lionel Richie music. <laughs> Party, fiesta, forever, all night long, all night, all night, all night long, all night, all night. John, was that your impression of William Haig doing an impression of Lionel Richie? Yes. Well, I think that's How was a, it? That's a landmark moment in comedy history. Right. Yeah. Two degrees of separation from the actual impression. <laughs> that takes real skill. I used to have a Lionel Richie joke. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do it? Not really, John, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven years ago at the Comedy Zone. That was my banker. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dark days. Dark days for comedy. Anyway. That was a banker in the sense that <laughs> banking is healthy at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That was a troubled bank. It's always been the case, John, that uh, international politics has been an intricate game of economic Jenga. The unending search for ethical loopholes and cover stories that offer a veneer of morality governed by diplomatic practicality, commercial expediency and interests so vested that they simultaneously wear a sleeveless t-shirt style undershirt in the UK and a snooker eligible waistcoat in the US. That <laughs> is a joke about the various meanings of the word vest. <clears throat> is this well on? Done. Well it, done. Is this on? It's been a long month. But at last, John, it's, it's come down to not to a question of of re ethics, you know, of human rights, democracy, freedom, moral rectitude or political principle. It's come down to basic calculation of whether the whole Middle East would go completely tits up. And when the moment arises to be appearing to take a principle stand, we all love to appear to take it. And this is that moment, John. This is the moment for us to appear to be giving a shit. And I hope <laughs> the people of Syria 
are taking that to heart and gaining courage from our convictions. There are now over 2,000 dead in Assad's clampdown on the democracy fans in his country, and the international reaction has been largely akin to the reaction of someone sitting in a car next to a picnic site, seeing someone else's picnic being inconvenienced by a swarm of wasps. To say, that doesn't look much fun, let's go home and have lunch in front of the Gulf. Until, <laughs> until now, the various uh, United Nations irresolutions passed on Syria have been uh, Irresolution 1643, which was, ah, come on, ah, oy vey, oy vey, Assad, <laughs> do we make ourselves clear, followed by Irresolution 1644, which was, stop it now, you're putting us off our food, and more recently, Irresolution 1645, which was, oy Assad, you little rascal, stop being such a rotter, why I order... I ought, I ought to, but logistically and financially and politically, I cannot. <laughs> so we're just kind of waiting until it seems inevitable that he will finally be toppled. And then, bang, yes, the bastard has to go. We've acted like a school kid, waiting to see whether or not the other kids like Boney M before cracking into a full rendition of Brown Girl in the Ring. <laughs> and if I'd been you, John, I'd have sung that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, every day, Andy, I'm amazed by your restraint. It's just pure, pure musical discipline. I don't have it. But, but what, what options have been open to the West? Well, I've got the West's economic reserves here. So we're slightly hamstrung by that, frankly. <laughs> and the, our military resources have stretched like a hippopotta ballerina's leotard. And unless we could ask Gaddafi if he'll call a temporary cease being a and the Taliban, if they'll treat themselves to a little holiday and some quality me-time, and they have earned it after all, then really, there is absolutely f**k all we can do. Long live diplomacy. And it's amazing seeing the bravery uh, of these people in Syria, and I've been asking my audience at my uh, award-winning Edinburgh show, uh, Bugle Show of the Fringe 2011, mm -hmm. um, if they'd have the bravery to do the same. And almost no one seems to think that they would. And it kind of shows that we've been lucky in this country. We've not really been put in a life or death position of protest against the government in this country, at least uh, not since 1939, when the government involved was the German government. So <laughs> we should count our lucky stars, frankly. Well, I know exactly what you're thinking now after listening to that. You're thinking, I want to know what's happening in the world now, not in 2011. Well, try listening to The Bugle from right now, in 2023, or whatever future year of history you're listening to this. Available on the internet. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs>